Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Katie Brinkley. She is the founder, owner of Next Step Social Communications, and she's also the social media strategist at the place. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you so much for having me, AJ. I'm excited to be here. You are welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to India. And I'm sure there is so much to learn from you. Your company, Next Step Social Communications, is a social media agency based out of Littleton, Colorado. And she has been helping. You have been helping small businesses, entrepreneurs, real estate agents, and small business owners with your with their social media for over 17 years. And say, <laughs> who are the perfect person? You are the master. Uh, to tell us about which social media channels should a business be on, especially in March 2023. So my mm -hmm. first question to you, Katie, is that there is so much happening in terms of social media. And everybody is trying to figure out. Even the people who own these social media places, they are also trying to figure out what is happening. Amidst all this, what you tell your clients what do you, should people understand what should they do with your social media at this moment especially businesses especially small businesses yeah i like that you said it seems like even the the owners and the founders of these social media platforms are trying to figure out <laughs> what to do with their platforms um i mean it, and it's true it, it, you know mark zuckerberg can't figure out if he wants to take us all into the metaverse uh elon is trying to figure out if he's you know, we're paying for this platform to that we've been using for free for the past, you know, almost two decades. It, it, I love that you brought that up. If if they don't even know what they want with their platforms, how as business owners, how should we know what we want to do with their platforms to use it as a free tool to grow our businesses? And uh, yeah, I, I think that with social media, it's just like having a website you need to make sure that you are on social media in some capacity, but you don't need to be on every single social media platform known to mankind. And as, as these platforms evolve, as they continue to grow, they each have different benefits to posting and using their platform. So whether you love video, you know, uh, long form video, that's what this is. But I mean, if short form video is your jam, or if you don't like video at all, then you shouldn't probably be on TikTok. So I mean, you have to think about what type of platforms do you enjoy creating content for? And what type of platforms is your ideal client and customer hanging out in? Which ones are they using to grow their business? So uh, that's that's the first thing I would recommend doing is take that that's that time sit down for half an hour and map out what the pros and cons are for you on each platform and then you can say okay well obviously i like platform a and b the best is this where my ideal client is is this where they've been hanging out is this where i'm getting the engagement and from there it's going to be a huge weight off your shoulders because you're not trying to show up everywhere all the time right right katie you have put it well now let's uh, get a bit deeper into it and we'll be talking from the bird to the bird 
Bird is Twitter and Bard is the competitor to chat GPT that's Google working on. Okay. So let's first look at the uh, social media in terms of Twitter. What is it standing today? How should a small business consider it? You advise a lot of clients. What do you tell them? Should they forget it? But then there is no alternative. The alternatives that they that came in. Should I waste time there? Should I? It will be productive time. How do I look at it? Let's take Twitter. Let's check at the bird. Has it flown away or is it going to come back? Uh, I like that. Has it flown away? With Twitter, you know, the thing with that is you have to be able to create a lot of content. Uh, and I mean, it doesn't need to be long content by any means. It's short, you know, it's short characters, but you have to be willing to show up regularly and a lot over on Twitter to share your thoughts and uh, your opinions. One of the things that I love about Twitter is that they've rolled out the newsletter feature for for Twitter. And if you have an email list and you're trying to grow it, you can use this newsletter feature on Twitter to, again, help grow your, your email list. But for the most part, I don't think that unless you are a content entrepreneur, which is not a, a term coined by me, it's by Joe Polizzi, unless you're a content entrepreneur and you're using content marketing to grow your business, so you're looking to make money from your content through sponsorships and brand deals, I don't think that Twitter is going to be worth the amount of time that you need to invest in the platform. Right. So you put it, the bird has flown. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be. Because they have actually auctioned that bird thing, if I if I remember correctly. So that thing is gone. I don't know in, in the real sense if it will come back or not. Let's hope for the best. But then uh, the blue tick, that's the verification thing that's on, yes. uh, that's, that's on sale. And that's it different thing. The thing is now the metaverse, that's the met, uh, F, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Now they are also going the same way. You need to pay for the social media. Yeah. How do you look at social in uh, FB and Instagram from a business point of view? And then how do you look at this new thing coming in where you will need to pay money to be a verified user of that uh, of that particular handle because if you don't then your security is gone so security is not part of the package i i know because a lot of your customers will be there without security because they are not going to pay that money the general public i mean so how do you look at again this particular platform which is very predominant i don't know what's the What's the alternative to these platforms? You know, and the thing is, so when when Twitter rolled out their verif their paid verification program, I thought it was a good idea because I was for five bucks a month, I could say that, yep, sure enough, it is me. I am the verified user of this account. Because um, I mean, like, I've had a couple people impersonate me and send friend requests out and messages and then like try and sell them crypto. And I was like, well, while I am interested in Web3, I'm never going to like encourage you to buy 
crypto from me. So, um, and if I do, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you on it, not just a DM conversation. But anyways, um, I think that with the, the, the way that Twitter did it, I was all in for five bucks a month and I was like, okay, I'll see fewer ads. I'll have increased security. I, you know, people will know it's me. However, with Meta doing it, so for Facebook and Instagram, right now it's available for people that live in Australia and New Zealand. I think in some cases it makes sense. So, and it's something that I'm going to have to weigh seriously because I have had people impersonate me. I do think like, wow, increased security, that'd be amazing. I'd love to have more security. But I also, when I hear that, I say, I'm thinking, well, why can't you just give this increased security to all of us? Because obviously it's a problem. You, as a, you as, as a platform, you should be giving this to your users already. We shouldn't have to be paying to protect our data from, and, from bots or from people trying to log in and hack into us. So I think that it kind of gives me like pause where I'm like, well, you should do this anyways. Um, the, I think that there's, it's going to be hit or miss depending on where you are at with your business. If you're having people impersonate you, if you're starting to grow a large following, if you are, you know, wanting increased security. And one, one thing I do love too, is they said that you're going to get increased reach. That's something that so many people have been complaining about, even with reels. I mean, uh, a bad reel for me used to be like 2000 views. I mean, now I would love to get 2000 views on a reel. I'm only getting like 800. I'm like, Oh man. So I mean like increased reach for me as a, you know, somebody that does a lot of content creation, I'd love to have more reach. So depending on what your business is, where you're at with your business, I think it's, it's going to be, you know, based on the user. Like, does it make sense for your business to, to invest that money because it's it's not five bucks a month. It's I think it's fifteen dollars a month, which I mean it's not like oh well, it's the moon, but it it, it is you know like hundred and seventy five dollars a year ish. So is it worth it? Right, right. But then a lot of general users. I think what businesses were interested or are interested in is that. Any platform gives them the chance to reach the general users, the masses, mm -hmm. potential customers. Yeah. Now, the whole chunk of these potential customers, they were there because they were connecting with their friends, connecting with their families, yep. connecting with other people. And now, as part of that process, they were also connecting with businesses, especially, you know, with businesses who could put out ads. These numbers will, I don't know how this will, but my individual understanding is that a lot of people or a person, if I'm in, using my individual account, what do I do? I will say no two-factor verification. Should I go and expose myself there? For yes. these businesses who can pay, but I can pay or even I can't pay, but I, and, and even if I can pay, I will not pay. Yep. So, so how do you, you only create another account and then you exist in a different form and not with the real. So I guess that is going to be challenged. But how do you look at it from a business perspective? Because uh, even though they will be secure, their 
potential customers are not secure. And I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I'm sure your customers, your clients will soon be asking about all these things and you will have to uh, give them a way out, which is, you know, which they find it good enough to follow. Yeah, it's, I, I really think that it's going to be a, a, on a case by case basis. It's it's not going to be the, the same answer for everyone, uh, but, you know, it. we're going to start seeing a whole lot more blue check marks rolling around on social media than we ever have before. And as a consumer, we are going to have to do our due diligence to make sure, because that was one of the problems with Twitter. All of a sudden it was $5 for you right. to say that you're, I don't know, craft foods and you could, you know, have, have the blue check mark and start saying all these, you know, lies or whatever, or, or jokes. And people were like, wait a second, is this a real craft foods or is this an imposter? And it was an imposter, but I mean, like they had the blue check mark. So it took people a second to be like, Oh wait, this isn't the real. So, I mean, as consumers, we can't just trust that blue that I think that the blue check mark is going to have lost a little bit of its trust factor by being a pay a pay-for-play opportunity. Right, right. Now, Katie, uh, let's move to YouTube. I don't know which other platform should I uh, is there for the uh, for the general masses or for smaller businesses. YouTube. How do we look at YouTube? Because YouTube is also now moving into podcasting. And then when we yeah. talk of YouTube as a video, then there is spotify with their video uh, availability so how should again mm -hmm. businesses look at youtube which is also moving into podcasting and again spotify which they would not look earlier on but then spotify is moving to video i don't know how long this thing will last with spotify with its own difficulties emerging and with a, a certain amount of layoffs and all those things happening how would you want businesses to look at these two platforms and if there are any other platforms that they should look at so youtube you know the thing with the thing with youtube is that it's it's not like other social media platforms twitter i think that the life of your tweet is 18 seconds or something ridiculous uh you know instagram is like three hours youtube is months i mean i'll it doesn't matter for me if a YouTube video was from 2015. If I want to watch a YouTube video about how to change out the the toilet ring or something on my toilet, I don't care when it was done. It's going to be the same information and I'll still watch it. So it has a much longer lifespan because it is built as that search engine. I think now is a great opportunity for podcasters to invest in a, you know the RSS feed of their podcast on YouTube. And if you are utilizing Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, TikTok, if you're not doing YouTube Shorts, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. We're seeing the reach on YouTube Shorts the way that we were seeing, you know, the reach on Instagram two years ago. Now is the time to go in and create content for YouTube. Now, I mean, it's, I'm not saying to abandon the other platforms, but if you're audio first, if you are creating video, take it and cut it down into short form video. Now is your now is your time for YouTube, and I would strongly recommend investing in the space. 
Right. Right, Katie. Now, so what is the option for us, for, or for small businesses? Because then there are not too many platforms. Even if they are, they are there, they are not as prominent as these ones. BDL is coming up, but we don't know what is happening in terms of uh, businesses, uh, what options businesses will have there. That's yeah. uh, what I lo lo know. Now, a lot of people then are talking about uh, boosting your own website, creating it in a much more better manner, and also going back to looking at your email list so that you start, you know, looking at the Twitter experience. It's about owning the audience, owning your uh, your email list and actually be, you know, in control of mm -hmm. how you can communicate with your potential customers or earlier customers who were there as part of your social media following. And uh, nobody yeah, wants AJ, to just... This yeah. is a great interview. Thank you for asking me all these questions. It's not just about social media because social media is just one part of the puzzle. Like... YouTube, it's not really social media. Email, it's a very important part, but it's it's not part of social media. All of those, YouTube, feed, you know, your, your social media, your Instagram should feed into YouTube and your YouTube should feed into your email. And your, I mean, all of these pieces are a very important part of your business's marketing strategy. And I think that a lot of people, I will stand on my soapbox for days about the importance of email because those are where your biggest fans are. Those people said, I want to see as much content from you as possible. So for, for example, I'm just going to use round numbers here. If I have 2,000 people on my email list and I have a 50% open rate, that means that 1,000 people said, I want to see this content and read what you had to say, click your links, whatever. Whereas on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, we're leaving it up to a computer to say, I know that you said you really like Katie Brinkley, but I don't know if I'm going to show you her stuff today. There's some other stuff that you might like better. Right. Where, I mean, like, I could have 100,000 followers and it's only going to be shown to on Facebook between one and 3%. That's I mean, that's so, so disheartening just to know that it's up to a computer. Now I don't want to say this just to make people be like, Oh, well, why should I do social media at all? Social media is that awareness. That's it's that top of mind that you can continue showing up, giving it that value, giving those bite-sized pieces of information and then if people want to take it one step further with you, they want to be a part of your closest community, that's your email list. And that's where you show up for them once or twice a week. You give them longer form value. You give them a way to connect with you. Those are your biggest fans. So you have to be embracing and paying attention to your email list. Right, right. So email, email, which is, is, is actually the dark horse in amidst all these things and it has been there for many many years and i guess this is the year in 2023 it's the year of the email in yes. terms of every business uh, opportunity that people want to utilize for their businesses great yeah. great uh katie this this is come out good and uh, i'm sure businesses will understand that the emails are not to be thrown away but actually to sift through all the emails that they have got and put 
it in the right manner so that it can actually create long-term followers, real followers, and generate real businesses. Now, coming to the audio part, because social media, in a way, we can say, I was also talking about using audio. And suddenly there is less talk, there is more talk about video. You talk about audio, social mm -hmm. audio. How do you look at the social audio space from a business perspective? Is it, is it still uh, to be there with? Because Clubhouse, uh, we don't hear much. <laughs> yeah. Green Room, it's almost subsumed in Spotify. Others, I don't know about whether there are others. But mm -hmm. there is more talk about video, let's talk about audio. So how do you tell the business to look at audio or just simply forget it? You know, I think that one of the great things about social audio like Clubhouse, Fireside, LinkedIn audio rooms is that you can do it from anywhere. I mean, you I I needed to, you know, put a hat on and put on some makeup here. Whereas if I wanted to do a, an audio room with you, I could do it from home. I don't need to necessarily curl my hair. I could be in my PJs from my bed, you know, whatever. You know, so it allows you that flexibility to go from anywhere. And as creators, as we're starting to find our voice, it can be really intimidating to show up on video like this, extremely intimidating. Or if you want to start a podcast, you're like, God, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Social audio rooms are a great place to get started. They're a great place to do customer research because you can go and listen to rooms where your ideal client and customer are hanging out. Okay. So I think that with social audio, it's, it's a great stepping stone for you to find your voice and to do customer research. And most of these platforms like Clubhouse and Fireside, if you're creating a, a live space, it's a lot easier to go live as opposed to like, okay, we're going to sit down, we're going to hit record, and I have to go back and edit it. But if you're going live with somebody like this here, what we're doing, AJ, we don't need, it's okay for us to have the ahs, the ums, to kind of talk over each other. And as you're getting started with that, you can take those past clubhouse those past fireside rooms upload the upload them to your rss feed and you've already got a podcast it's a great way for you to have the live audio and repurpose it for a you know longer form piece of content of like a podcast and i think it definitely has a place in the creator process great great so businesses should uh, make proper use of the social audio opportunities that are there so yes. that's that's a good point and in fact I'm sure a lot of people will uh, get that sense to use social audio. And you can also use that same audio even on YouTube because YouTube is also going big on podcasts. Yes. Yep. Right. Right. Now, Katie, you also, you know, have a podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing. And not only in this show, I'm sure there is so much to learn from you. Uh, <laughs> what is this podcast about? Uh, because it's, it sounds to be about marketing. So what can people learn about uh, more from you through this podcast? How do they connect with you? Yeah, so Rocky Mountain Marketing, I produce episodes twice a week. Uh, one episode is an interview style where I bring in a digital marketing expert or entrepreneur to share uh, a marketing strategy that's worked for their business. And then one episode a week is me kind of uh, quickly talking about a social media strategy or what what the latest is in the world of social media, because these platforms are changing every day and there's a new way to use them. There's a new tool to use. And uh, that's what those episodes are for. So if you're looking to 
gain an understanding about how to use social media for your business, uh, no matter where you are, if you're an established entrepreneur or if you're thinking about you know, quitting your day job and starting your own business, uh, there's going to be an episode for you to learn from and, uh, you know, for, for social media. Right. Right. Uh, now you, uh, Katie of late, you are doing a lot of, you know, workshops and social media labs and do tell us about that so that, you know, those people who want to learn from that, they can also do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, join my Facebook group, uh, it's facebook.com slash groups, social profit lab, 2023. And it is a free group where we're going in there. I'm doing workshops, uh, all entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and uh, we're just kind of sharing different tools that we like. I recently had a summit with 40 speakers. The speakers are all in the group and are sharing tools that they like. So uh, join the group. Would love to have you be a part of our community. Right, right. Uh, one more question on social media, Katie, is that you know the social media since the time of MySpace. Till the time where we are not left with any space in our life and social media is all around. How do you look at this social media which leaves you with no space and which is almost no, not social, almost becoming anti-social, people are getting finding it very difficult to find their life within all these social media tools. How do you look at this space and especially moving away from you know, an individual who is also a freelancer, a small time entrepreneur and also consuming the social media as an individual. So how do they make sure that they are not spaced out and that there is enough space of their own while doing their business as well as connecting with their friends and families on the social media that is available at the moment? How? What do you suggest there? I think for... For anyone that's looking to use social media for their business, take that step back and decide what platform makes the most sense for you. How do you enjoy engaging on the platform? How do you enjoy creating content? Because it's not just taking something and publishing it and then you're done. You need to actually engage with people. You need to be doing power partners, commenting on other people's posts, watching stories, whatever. You need to be utilizing that platform to its full potential if you want to see growth. So take that step back, focus in on one. And after you've mastered that one, then you can start adding more, than, more in. Right, right. My last question to you, Katie, is from a sports reporter, radio journalist, to a social media expert, you have a firm which advises clients. With the social media changing a lot, you advising clients about this, how are you changing your thoughts about your own business so that it is future ready? How are you creating a business model within this space so that it is very much relevant even in the future? even in the times of Web3, and that is where even in times of Ch chat GPT yes. and the bird, the bird has flown, the, the bird is coming in. So yep. how do you look at that? It, I think that now is our time to learn the technology. I'm not saying that you need to go out and you know put a second mortgage on your house and buy crypto, but 
you know, I think now is the time to learn about it because AI, Web3, blockchain, the companies with the money are investing in this technology. And if they're investing in it, it means that they believe in it. So it may, we have to pay attention to what they're doing. And the more that you, the more that you learn about this now, when the technology is being forced upon us as a, you know, just like a website, like if you drug your feet on creating a website, cause you thought that, you know, the internet was silly, you lost momentum. You, you know, ended up being behind somebody else that invested in it and learned about it sooner. So learn about it, see how you can utilize it for your business and just keep up with it. I think that, you know, it's, it's coming. This is a year, I think, for a lot of marketers, a lot of business owners to really just pay attention and see what's being used uh, out there. And we'll, we'll continue growing. Right, right. The year of the attention. Let not yeah. the attention economy take away all your attention, but keep some of that attention to yourself and your business. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed, Katie, for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thank you.